0: Hello and welcome to the third edition of Harmony UK, the podcast for news, views, interviews and comment about the exciting world of British barbershop harmony singing. I'm John Beasley and you join me here with more than 2,000 participants at the annual convention of the British Association of Barbershop Singers. All weekend long they've been competing, singing together, meeting friends, enjoying the shows. And now, as you can hear, hundreds have congregated in the convention bar singing long into the night in the traditional afterglow here in Harrogate.
1: Harrogate seems to be the home of Barbershop. It's the destination where the majority of our members that have been before always say it's their favourite destination. They love the venue itself, is, has everything we need. The town is very close to the venue. A great selection of small hotels, big hotels, B&Bs, family-run restaurants. We try to find destinations that are family-friendly as well. So if it's not just Dad singing, the whole family can come along and be part of the experience. It does feel like a huge family coming together, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, we have age ranges from newborn. One of our chorus members this year is expecting twins. On contest day, they were due to arrive, so they've not arrived just yet, but certainly next year we will have close to one-year-olds at the event, and I'd hazard a guess that our eldest member here this year was probably in his 90s. That's Derek Parmenter,
0: Special Events Director for BABS, as the British Association is known. For the past 42 years, they've run the UK contests for men's barbershop choruses and quartets. We'll be hearing from Derek later about a brand new mixed chorus competition being run for the first time by Babs here in Harrogate. And we'll also be hearing from all
2: of these people. If the sun should tumble from the
3: sky if the Champions of Great Britain, it's wonderful. It does sound good, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's just a marvellous feeling.
4: Getting ready, we're excited. We're performing in about uh, an hour's time, so we're just doing some last-minute booze, warming up, getting it ready, getting in the zone for our
2: performance.
5: Uh, if you notice in the contest when they say, "Put the house lights down," we hear oh, that's quite new. That that has only been, been doing a few years, and it, it was started as a thing that just a few people did as a joke.
6: If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Wow. <laughs> They're happy. That seemed like a decent percentage. Yeah.
7: The nothing, nothing can replace live entertainment, and especially interactive live entertainment, which actually draws them in. Since you've
2: gone unblue, living
8: without you... For your people coming through, single-sex organisations... And not something that they're terribly comfortable with and actually the
9: more that we can do to mix things up the better. I guess that the success of the mixed quartet competition at labs has maybe inspired the mixed chorus competition and I think it's going to grow.
0: Yes, a huge amount to talk about. Uh, We'll take a trip backstage with one of 35 competing choruses, discuss convention traditions, old and new. We'll meet Main Street, four men who brought some Disney magic to the Yorkshire Dales and sprinkled it liberally around the convention. They also brought their spats, as you'll hear. Sweet Adelines comes to Babs, we'll be finding out what's new, plus the future for Mixed Voice Barbershop after the first ever contest for mixed choruses. But let's begin with the men's chorus contest as we greet the brand-new champions contestant number 11 from bolton under the direction of neil
6: firth cotton town chorus
0: director of cocktail chorus and both of you celebrating no doubt over the weekend because you are champions again indeed champions of great
3: britain it's wonderful it does sound great doesn't it yeah it does it's just a marvelous feeling down to all the hard work for the boys and the guy next to me but the relief and the feeling when we came off the stage was wonderful and the feeling around the auditorium from
4: all the other delegates just fantastic you you often create a theme around your your work what were you going for this year this year we just wanted to, to entertain the audience In the past you know, we've done things like James Bond themes We've done Mary Poppins uh, This year we, we wanted to do a little bit more of a traditional barbershop type song So we chose a sort of band number But the main goal that I gave the chorus was to entertain the audience Leave them with a musical and emotional experience And that's what we, we aimed for and hopefully pulled off You say a band number, but it was an all-singing, all-dancing, hugely choreographed extravaganza, wasn't it? It was. Uptunes are always hard to pick, and it took... Weeks and weeks, months of planning and coming up with different ideas, getting in touch with arrangers to find out for something that's that's never been done before, something that's a little bit different. And in the end the finished article was quite different from how the arrangement originally landed on our doorstep. So it was an exciting journey to, to get to where it, it got in the end.
2: I hear the trumpet shout
0: Is it possible to win one of these competitions now without being visually spectacular
4: and stunning, as well as singing extraordinarily well? I don't think it is. I think in, in days gone by, you used to be able to stand up and sing, In uh, sort of 25, 30 years ago, there were some choruses that were really, really good at singing. They did choreography, but not to the same degree that we tend to do it nowadays. So I think the audience certainly of our chorus, now expect that sort of a a spectacle. So we feel obliged to give it to them.
0: And this means, of course, that you're going to have to take a package now to internationals in 2017.
4: Well,
3: that's the plan. That's the plan. If we can get uh, 62... Well, (laughs) 65-year-olds. Probably not quite that old. (laughs) But we have got a couple of 82-year-olds to get over there. It's a hell of a thing to take on. You're talking about... I don't know, 70 to £90,000 to get a chorus over there. But we'll be going for it if we can, if we can get the guys there. Because you're then competing on a stage where all the razzmatazz and the show and the entertainment, that's where it's all come from, really, is where it started, all the show packages, because they've gone through the same process over there where singing only just doesn't cut it anymore. You've got to have 100 guys leaping around making idiots of themselves it's
0: interesting a, answer to that question you sounded quite equivocal about whether or not you could actually get to the States and of course great western Chorus of Bristol didn't quite manage it no, this time around
3: no well it, it's hard it's hard the, um, t- you know, it's a lot of money to fundraise there's only so many carpet sales you can do only so many cupcakes it's just hard and it, ultimately it means that the boys have got to fork out from their own pockets and that's quite a demand
0: I was going to say, and, and please don't take this the wrong way, uh, I'm a Londoner and that probably means that I'm southernly biased, but Bolton doesn't generally conjure up in most people's minds the centre of the musical universe. <laughs> Therefore, the question arises, how on earth do you continue to be so consistently good and so consistently large as a chorus?
4: Well, we, we strive for excellence in everything that we do, from the moment the guys get to rehearsal for the warm-ups, we absolutely aim for excellence all the time and we don't allow it to slip so that it does become the default. And people seem to enjoy singing at that level. Therefore, it attracts good singers. And we've had a, a few younger members recently from places like Royal Northern College Music. Ollie, that is one of our warm-up guys. He's, he's from there, he's just done his degree and uh, we've tracked people like that because of the good singing. We've got people that travel for an hour and a half, two hours in a car to get to us from places like Shropshire, the, the Lake District, just to get to Bolton and sing with us. So reputation is everything then. And what, what about the, the local community? How do you promote yourselves there?
3: Well, we, we do everything we can. We, we have a great team that get our name out there. with press Facebook. We're very big on Facebook, the dreaded Facebook. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is, but let's uh, say... <laughs> so we we do as much as that we can what I'd like to stress actually is that Bolton particularly is a chorus made up of just ordinary blokes ordinary blokes yes there's some great singers and yes you have to be a great singer to but we're just carpenters IT specialists kitchen salesmen paramedics and it's just sheer damn hard work is that something that's still particularly special about barbershop. Have we got something unique there? Yes, I think it is. And it's certainly Bolton's strap line or our ethos is to keep the barbershop ethic out there. And it's all about entertaining the audience for us. Always has been. Final question then. What's coming up for you? What's going to really be
0: exciting you in the next few weeks, do you think?
4: Well, we're going to take a week off. <laughs> the guys have worked so <laughs> hard, so I'm giving them the night off on Tuesday. Uh, and then next Tuesday we'll, uh, we'll reconvene in the pub typical Bolton style Uh, we'll have a few beers probably throw some pizzas in there sing for the punters and the people that are in the pub and just allow the guys to let their hair down and celebrate in what has been our toughest year of of hard work to get to the level that we have so they're going to have a few weeks off and then we've got to start preparing we've had an invite already to the ladies association in uh, October to their convention so we're looking forward to to singing on their show Obviously, we've got to start preparing if we're going to go to international. We've got a couple of our own local shows coming up, so there's always plenty to be working towards, and uh, that's what keeps, keeps us going. Well, we really enjoyed your performance this year. Congratulations
0: once again on winning, and uh, all the very best for your, your, your championship year. Thank you. Thanks ever so much. A barnstorming performance from the Cotton Town Chorus of Come Follow the Band. And you also heard their ballad, If You Love Me, Really Love Me. Congratulations once again, and thanks to Ian and Neil for taking the time out to talk. Of course, there were many other great performances, and even if, like mine, your chorus is not in the top division competing for medals, well, there is a tremendous buzz to the contest. Just
10: hum that. Good. And now I'll hum this one. Learned well, align. keep humming. Hiya, I'm Pippa Goodall, I'm director of Capital Chorus. Well, It's not just um, singing and physical warm-up, it's also mental preparation, getting you focused before the performance and getting you in the right frame of mind. Pointers, you know, leads, smile here, everybody sing to the ends of phrases, you know, we practice this, it sounds great when you do, so do it.
2: We're getting
4: ready, we're excited. We're performing in about uh, an hour's time, so we're just doing some last minute boos, warming up, getting it ready, getting in the zone for our performance. Is,
0: is this partly dealing with nerves? Is it nerves therapy?
4: I think it's for the love of singing for me. I don't know about you boys. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, <I have> <laughs> Wanting to, really. yeah. yeah. to get in the zone, really. Wanting to get in the zone because we know that when we're focusing in the zone, yes. we sing really well. Choruses must be nervous when they go on stage, surely.
10: Oh, yeah, probably. Um, and something I said in my rehearsal this morning, actually was to take that nerves, take that maybe little shaky feeling that you have inside of yourself and turn it into excitement rather than scared and put that into the performance because actually that is the energy that you want in the performance. You just want the audience to feel excited.
8: You need to go up the stairs until you see a big arch and then just turn right into the arch and you'll see the changing room with your chorus name on a placard.
0: And that will take you, you, if you could congregate there
2: Thanks for Is that my jacket?
0: Uh,
7: Yeah I had a moment of horror last time we were in Harrogate When I got to the hotel room quite late on Friday night Having got the train up after work Opened my suit carrier and found no trousers So trying to think rationally I saw if we could get them couriered from London Which would have cost an arm and a leg so at nine o'clock the next morning, I was waiting outside the door of M&S in Harrogate. Ran straight in, soon as doors opened. The very helpful attendant helped me to match a pair of M&S trousers to match our suit jackets, and I bought them. And was there on time for the rehearsal. The punchline, of course, is I then took them back to MS and in Ealing on Wednesday. So refund. Really <laughs>
0: Uh, Maybe I shouldn't name my fellow chorus member there. After all, I don't want to jeopardise his MNS loyalty card. I can tell you, though, that since the incident with the Trousers, he's moved up from the lead section to sing tenor, though I don't think that there's any connection between the two. Well, minor uniform crises apart, these conventions do run remarkably smoothly. That's thanks to the sterling job done by the organisers, the compares, judges, stewards, and especially the team of couriers. But there's also a battery of traditions and customs which help convention-goers know what to do, from the opening and closing songs all the way down to how to clap at the end of contests. So where do these traditions come from? Well, Dr Liz Garnett is a seasoned observer of barbershop conventions. She's also an academic who some years ago wrote a book called The British Barbershopper. It was the first, and so far as I know, the only study to date of the barbershop movement in the UK.
5: I think there are two things to think about here. One is that we imported the style and many of its traditions from the Barbershop Harmony Society in the States. So a lot of the form of the things we do, we have imported along with the music and the singing style. But also it's easy to overestimate how long it takes for a tradition to become established it's quite surprising how quickly things turn from being just something that happens then it happens again and then become adopted very very rapidly. A good example is uh, if you notice in the contest when they say Put the house lights down. We hear. A That's quite new. That that has only been, been doing a few years, and it, it was started as a thing that just a few people did as a joke. And now a lot of people own that, and they do it, and it's part of their ritual of contest day. So it would
0: be wrong to think that we've imported all of this stuff along with barbershop itself from the United States?
5: No, I mean, we've continued to develop. It's quite interesting. There are things that we do that you would assume are just normal and then you meet an American either visiting here or go over to a convention in the States and discover that actually, oh, no, that one's ours. We invented that one.
0: We do have all these rituals, though. And One of the striking things that you said in your book was that to a lot of people, barbershop looked a bit like a cross between the Rotary Club and a religious cult. Can you explain?
5: Well, yes, the comparison with the religious cult came from the very evangelising language. You, you read the pages of Harmony Express and you'd see things like, we need to spread the barbershop word. And that, that's what clued me in. And when you start looking at the sociology of new religions, there are quite a lot of things in common with this evangelical urge this sense of being very clannish and holding ourselves somewhat separate from other musical traditions. We do mix with other musical worlds but we also keep ourselves to ourselves quite a lot and can be quite critical of other musical worlds in some ways so that was the cult part of it and I guess the Rotary Club comparison was to an extent that that organisational element, the way that it works on both local club level, national level, international level and it gives you an identity, you can turn up to a barbershop club anywhere in the world and say, I'm a barbershopper, can I come along? And they'll say, yes, you're one of us.
0: And that kind of fraternal feeling is one of the things that, that barbershoppers love about barbershop. But but the level of organisation, and, and as you say, this, this kind of evangelical zeal and the, the inward-looking nature, does that put some people off barbershop, do you think, in other, par- in, 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 in other genres of music?
5: I think to a extent it can. It's quite interesting how other musicians regard barbershop. It's very much kind of other... And I'm sure that is not least because of the way that the barbershop world does do its own events, has its own world, which looks strange from the outside. It's quite interesting. You do get some musicians from kind of classical choral world who will look down their nose at barbershoppers. You know, because I have a dual citizenship Mm. in 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 both barbershop and classical music. And sometimes people will make somewhat uncomplimentary comments about barbershop without realising that. And it's not necessarily a a derogatory opinion, but it can still be seen as other. I was talking to a lady in a choral context recently who said, Oh, barbershop, yes, they're good, aren't they? I heard the white rosettes. And she she responded to the skill and to the craft, but it was still other. I I didn't quite have the heart to tell her that not everybody's quite in that league.
0: (laughs) No, keep that quiet. That's (laughs) a very good idea.
5: Um, Are there things that we
0: could do then to make barbershop a bit more appealing to other people? There, There are lots of choruses who are saying, if only we could get good singers from elsewhere in we could really go up the rankings, isn't
5: it? That's always a tricky one, because I think often people locate the tensions in not necessarily useful places. You get a lot of discussion about, oh, well, the repertoire, because keep all doing the old songs, and, you know, the age of the songs isn't the problem. I can remember having this conversation with some people some years ago, and they were thinking, well, maybe we need some Beatles tunes, and it was like, well, actually, if you're worried about young people coming in, maybe you need to look at the polyester jumpers first.
0: (laughs) And what about convention itself? I mean... These, these rituals that we have, do, they, do they, they serve a useful purpose?
5: Oh yes, they're part of what binds the community together because a sort of ritual really is, if you think about it it's a habit with meaning so a thing that people do together and the fact that we do it together and we know it's coming and then we align ourselves by participating it creates social bonds and it also binds us together over time the fact that we repeat, we come back year after year and we revisit the same kinds of activities, the same kinds of world means that we have a continuity of experience from from year to year people we don't see you know we maybe see them once or twice a year but because we have these forms of behavior we do together and we know how to do it together we can meet and bond again immediately for a weekend
0: that's dr liz garnett and i noticed from her blog it's called help me harmonize that she's been attending babs conventions now for the past 20 years and still keeps coming back for more on the subject of traditions, there was a slight change this year when the final song, Let's Get Together Again, was sung in a slightly higher key and in swing time. Now, that's prompted quite a lively debate on the Babs Facebook page. If you're interested, you can pop along and read the thread. And don't forget that your comments, thoughts, and suggestions about Harmony UK podcast are also always welcome here. Uh, you can uh, email harmonyukpod at gmail.com, uh, tweet harmonyukpod, or search for. Harmony UK podcast on Facebook now anyone for a tag I love
2: you. I love you. I love you.
0: yep those musical flourishes at the end of barbershop songs are tremendous fun to sing unlike the whole song they can be learned in just a few minutes and better still they bring people together You could be brand new to barbershop, maybe at your first ever convention, and still find yourself singing tags with one of the world's most famous and certainly most entertaining quartets.
7: My name is Mike McGee, and I sing baritone in Main Street.
6: And I'm Myron Whittlesey, and I sing bass in Main Street.
7: I'm Roger Ross, and I sing tenor in Main Street. Tony DeRosa, and I sing lead in Main Street.
0: And it's great to meet you all here at uh, Babs. Having a pretty busy weekend, as far as I can tell.
7: Uh, Busy today, yeah. We got in yesterday morning, uh, flew over, and uh, landed early in the morning. Had most of the day yesterday to chill out, but uh, yes, last night's performances, and then uh, events throughout the day today and tomorrow, so... And you've
0: been doing some, some coaching and also some tag singing, I notice.
7: Yes, we had a chance to coach with the great Western chorus here in Harrigan uh, and spent about an hour with them, and then we had an opportunity to sing tags with a bunch of barbershoppers, and that was really fun, teaching tags and learning tags in a group. I'm just wondering, you obviously take part in a lot of competitions in the
0: States, in, in various districts and in the internationals as well. Um, you come over here. Does, does what we do here strike you as at all strange in any way, or is it extremely familiar?
6: It's it's very familiar actually. Uh, It's the same type of format, and the guys are all interested in the same things that we're interested in, which is making great music and singing for great audiences in the barbershop style. And tags is something which 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 travel the world as well, don't they? Indeed, yeah. It's a common theme amongst everybody around the world who sings barbershop. Everybody loves to sing tags.
0: Quartet, because seeing you on YouTube and seeing you yesterday, you seem to have gone for a deliberately very traditional, very nostalgic, pretty humorous sort of style, or almost a vaudeville style of barbershop. Is
7: is, is that fair? That is the appropriate word, is vaudeville, uh, days of the song and dance man, which is not necessarily where a barbershop stemmed from, but it's certainly recognizable with barbershop and our style. So we dress the part and we sing pretty traditional barbershop music. When I say dress the part, we actually wear tap shoes and what do they call those things? Around, over the shoes? Spats. That's it. (laughs) And uh, spats and bow ties and arm garters and, you know, boater hats and so forth. So we look the part and then we... We usually not stray too far from that more traditional barbershop, both from an arrangement standpoint as well as a song selection stuff. We don't do a lot of contemporary titles unless we're doing it for a comedic effect.
6: Whoa, it's a jolly holiday with Mary. Mary makes your heart so light. When the day is gray and ordinary. Mary makes the sunshine bright Oh happiness is blooming all around her The daffodils are smiling at the start of When Mary holds your hand you feel so grand. Your heart starts beating like a big brass band. Oh it's a jolly holiday with Mary No wonder that it's Mary that we love Oh bright
0: and day and i'm just wondering why you you decided to do that was it at least in part a, a kind of reaction against all the barbershoppers these days who say Ooh. We are barbershop, but no. we're, we're, we're pretty modern and trendy and, and, and cool acapella as well.
7: Not in any way. We all four have participated, either currently are involved or have been involved intimately with a show at Walt Disney World called The Dapper Dans, uh, which is the barbershop quartet there on Main Street. And we've all had an affinity for not only that Quartet and the music that that quartet does, but also just the show stream that they do and the show uh, ideals that they present. So with that, we thought it would be, at the time, Mike was actually the guy that was the big soothsayer of the whole thing who said, hey, wouldn't it be cool if there was actually a competitive group that really did that style of show, and so thus Main Street was born. It was definitely not in reaction or any kind of a political statement against where the society is going or what they've been doing or what individuals are saying in any way. It was just our our own creative and artistic thing
0: that we wanted to do. You do have a very humorous take, though, on on, on modern songs, the, uh, the the pop song medley that you did, the 20 Years From Now.
7: Yes, sir, and that was just another idea that we took off. You know, Jimmy Fallon from The Tonight Show has a group called the Ragtime Gals, and they do something similar, where they, it's that juxtaposition of singing a popular tune against the old, considered barbershop style. So we just thought we'd have a little fun with that by choosing pop songs of today and what they... You know, we're singing the old songs, but uh, 20 years from now, those old songs are going to be by Lady Gaga and uh, Maroon 5.
2: Poker,
6: poker, poker face, my poker face, my poker face, my, my poker, my poker, poker face, face, my poker face, 20 years, and I got the moves like Jagger, I got the moves like Jagger, 20 And we'll still be all about the bass No No, no, treble We're all all about the bass No treble Twenty years From hey Sexy lady Whap'em game style Game style
0: there is a, a bit of a practical problem, though, isn't it? If you go to the 60s, for example, barbershoppers could take songs by the Beatles or the Beach Boys and they could, uh, they, they could use those. They could work with songs by Abba in the 70s, in the 80s and 90s, maybe Elton John and Billy Joel. But now it seems to me there, there are fewer and fewer songs making the charts that, that are actually suitable for, for the sort of
11: close four-part
0: harmony that we do.
11: Well, that may be true. I'm not an, a barbershop arranger, but I do know that our society is trying to be as relevant in the music world as possible. So therefore, they're, they're expanding a little bit to allow music of the 50s and 60s and maybe even creeping into the 70s that does fit the barbershop style fairly well. Then it, becomes, it comes down to someone's personal opinion as to whether they enjoy that or not, I think. Mm-hmm. Those of us that are true diehard barbershoppers. But yeah, they're, you know, they're expanding their horizons a little bit, and it's bringing in a lot more younger folks uh, who enjoy a little bit more up-to-date music. So you know, there's good things about it.
0: Can you ever see a time when judges will look kindly on some sort of imaginative arrangement of uh, uptown funk or, uh, or, uh-huh. or Gangnam Style? Maybe not quite those songs, but...
7: Probably not Gangnam style, uh, but but I do think that there are melodies of today that can be harmonized in, in four part barbershop harmony, in that style. I mean, just recently, Footloose, which was a song that you know was from the '80s, ended up being arranged and then performed by a top five chorus. So I do think it will and can happen, but I still think that there will be there will be a truism behind the fact that it it needs to have not a recognizable melody, but a melodic approach that will then be worthy of harmony around the circle of fifths, which is our, you know, basic structure for courting. Tony, you mentioned the
0: the Dapper Dans earlier on. Uh, Any of you still working at uh, at Disney World? Are we likely to run into you if we turn up there?
7: Yeah, actually, uh, all three of these other guys uh, still sing with the Dapper Dans. Myron is full-time there, and both Mike and Roger are subs. I work now as a contractor for the company and I'm the music director for the group so I won't be on the street but these other guys will be.
0: And, and Roger how do kids who have grown up with uh, viral videos on YouTube and their parents who have grown up with MTV how do they, how do they relate to the Dapper Dans these days?
11: Well I think they enjoy it a lot. They, you know, going to Main Street takes them back in time and so they're, in most cases uh, Disney suspends disbelief in anything that you may see or hear or enjoy and the Dapper Dans are just part of that. Most of those kids probably never seen a barbershop quartet before, but they're fascinated by it most times. And
7: we do play organ chimes and, and things of that sort. So. A lot of that has to do also with just, I mean, you said it, they're, they're into the, the video viral thing, they're into watching stuff, but the nothing, nothing can replace live entertainment, and especially interactive live entertainment, which actually draws them in. So even though it might not be something that, When they see it on YouTube, they might not think it's all that cool, but that's the difference. When they see it live and then they're actually drawn into the performance, literally breaking the fourth wall and connecting to the audience as that group does and many other shows on property do, it appeals to a different sensory than, you know, just sitting and watching something and actually not engaging it fully, being fully immersed in it. And I guess that will always be the case. Yeah. I mean, that'll always be the case with anything live versus recorded, you know, and that's that's why I, still, I don't think that you know, musical theater or anything else, none of that's ever going to go away because the people who do decide to venture out will be hit by in a very different way. Well, finally, let's come back to
0: a thoroughly live weekend here at Babs in, in Harrogate. Uh, what, what are you most looking forward to this weekend?
6: Just meeting folks from uh, across the world who enjoy the same things that we do and take part and celebrate in a style which we all really love and, and enjoy participating in. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Wow. <laughs> They're happy. That seemed like a decent percentage. Yeah. <laughs> Who's got the last left now?
0: another of those spine-tingling barbershop tags there, performed masterfully by the members of Main Street Quartet at one of the convention shows. In this case, the tag was from the last few bars of the George and Ira Gershwin song They All Laughed, which first saw the light of day with Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire in the movie Shall We Dance? You also heard Main Street singing It's a Jolly Holiday from the Disney classic film Mary Poppins. And if you thought that the tag we heard earlier, Only Dreaming, didn't sound familiar, uh, well, that's because it was arranged by Nick jones of the youth quartet trailblazers he taught it to main street during a tag session on saturday he didn't want to sing it with them because he'd rather hear them singing it for him and they were happy to oblige so guests from across the pond but here at babs in harrogate you'll also meet representatives from other barbershop organizations closer to home
8: i'm sue Nigan, i'm the events
10: coordinator for sweet adelines region 31 and i'm sophie radcliffe and i'm the director's coordinator for sweet adelines region 31
0: And as well as that, you also sing in in this year's winning chorus.
10: Yes, I do. I sing with 4th Valley. Um, We were so excited to win. It was a bit... um, It was completely shocking, actually. Our score was wonderful. We were just so happy. Was this the first time that you've won? Yes, I I recently started singing with 4th Valley back in October. Um, So this was the first gold for me, but not for 4th Valley. They've won before. I went back to my day job and people were like oh how was your weekend <laughs> I'm like well i won it's amazing you know you, it's very difficult to describe but you're you're on a high for at least another couple of weeks after you come back from convention
2: And
0: the remarkable thing was that so many people outside the Convention Centre in Newcastle saw 4th Valley Chorus perform live, because, Sue, you had that that webcam for the first time.
2: Yes,
8: we did. That was a new thing for us this year. We weren't quite sure how it would go. Uh, The Sage Newcastle did a fantastic job because they did the webcam for us, and we've had overwhelmingly positive feedback. At one point on Saturday afternoon, there were over 2,000 people watching the webcast uh, when the main competition was on. So lots of family, friends, as well as you know, people from the States in all different regions of Sweet Adelines and all over the UK that were watching us. It. So it's really positive.
0: Yeah, I said webcam. I should have said webcast, of course, because uh, it was in full high definition, wasn't it, on the web?
8: Absolutely. Incredible quality, wasn't it? I know there were people in the audience between um, acts who were being you know, texted and saying, we can see you on the webcam because the quality was so brilliant. And I think we were delighted with that.
0: It was the first time you've done it. What was it that prompted you to take the decision?
8: Partly because a lot of regions in Sweet Adelines do it and I know we like to watch the webcast. The international webcast is really, really popular and many of us, that's how we watch the international competition and we just thought it would be really good to put... We've got such high quality in Region 31, we thought it would be really good to put ourselves on the map and let everybody see exactly what goes on. But the added benefits were that lots of people's family and friends as well as competitors during the day could watch before they actually performed.
0: Well, it's about three weeks out now as we're recording from your convention, so I should imagine that you are enjoying some downtime at the moment. But what's what's coming up for, for Sweet Adelines in 2016-17?
8: Lots of things. Planning for next year's convention already. <laughs> um, we're a main thing for us is our, an education event that we're planning, whereby we've got national faculty who are being offered... A, Choruses who've scored less than 500, we score differently to labs and babs, over the last three years are being offered coaching sessions funded by the region. So rather than a central event, we're trying to push our education out to the chapters and uh,
10: to the membership in general.
0: And Sophie, where would those coaches come from?
10: Um, They're our own regional faculty, so just whoever we've got really. Um, We've got some great coaches available to us in the uk and we need to utilize them more. so fourth
0: valley's md is likely to be kept very busy with this uh,
10: potentially if he's one of the i'm not sure if he's one of the faculty actually but yeah i'm sure he's going to be in high demand after the win convention sure
0: so sue what, it, what is the particular benefit to your choruses and your members of, of having the national faculty go out and do this work
8: I think we're always trying to look for opportunities for education where um, the education can go closer to the general membership. So if we've had two lots of Ignite workshops where no members have to travel long further than about 50 miles to get to a really high-quality international day of education. And this is just a step on from that. So rather than bring a judge over from the States who might do it at a central event where people have hotel bills and travel costs, we're actually using our local faculty who are very high-quality and our international coaches, many of them, for them to go out to the choruses so that it costs less, basically.
0: Does this mean that you're going to have fewer of the top educators from the States coming over?
8: No, not at all. We had six of the top educators come for our Ignite workshops. What we're doing is choosing very carefully when we have our central events. We had Love Notes Quartet over in January, a tremendously successful event that we held in Birmingham. So we're trying to get a mix of things so that every member can access education.
0: We had, of course, uh, uh, one of the best Sweet Adelines choruses here last night. Heartbeat came to uh, the Saturday night show, and I think a lot of people were amazed. They were brilliant.
10: Yeah, they were really wonderful. They were our 2015 uh, Region 31 champions. They're headed to Vegas this year, Um, and it was great to see them. It it made us as Sweet Adelines feel really included, and it was great to see them there and support them. And I think it's, it's just great to see a Sweet Adelines chorus at a Babs event and for everyone to see how great... Sweet Adelaide's Region 31 is as well.
2: What sitting alone in your room? Come here, the music playing.
0: that we're seeing now at one convention babs labs and sweet adeline choruses all together what does that tell us about what's happening to barbershop in this country
8: um i think it's interesting times for barbershop and um, certainly at region 31 management level and i know from this weekend with the tremendous warm reception that we've been given here from labs and and from babs there is a move to work more closely together to, to everyone's advantage and um, after all we all sing and that's what it's all about
0: and of course we're now seeing mixed choruses and quartets as well
8: absolutely um one of the best on tonight hannah and the hurricanes they'll be on the show tonight and mitt's quartet's really exciting i was just speaking in the um chairman's reception that just happened this morning sophie and i were invited to one of the chairs of one of the clubs and they were saying that actually you know for young people coming through single sex organizations are not something that they're terribly comfortable with and actually the more that we can do to mix things up the better
0: Sue Finnegan there, along with Sophie Radcliffe from the Sweet Adelines Quartet of Nations, and you also heard two Sweet Adeline choruses, the current gold medalist's Fourth Valley Chorus, singing Feeling I'm Falling at their Newcastle contest in May, and Heartbeat on stage here at Harrogate with a tremendous rendition of the song Cabaret. And our last topic, Mixed Barbershop, played a significant role for the first time this year here in Harrogate. We heard from Derek Parminter earlier on. He's the Special Events Director for Babs. So who better to tell us
1: more? This year uh, we've introduced a brand new event. Um, it's, It's been unofficially happening in barbershop for some time, but mixing in. Obviously we have men's barbershop and ladies' barbershop, and the reason they've been separated... Historically, is because of the, the, the range of voices and the, the musical arrangements to make it barbershop. But obviously a cappella singing has become very popular in recent years and more of our members uh, whose wives, girlfriends or partners are involved uh, want to sing together. So this year we're hosting the first UK mixed barbershop chorus contest. And what does that say about the future of barbershop? Is the future mixed? I think, I think there will always be a portion that is uh, traditional barbershop. Uh, there's certainly a lot more modern or contemporary music coming into barbershop, and some of the traditionalists might sort of frown a little bit upon that, but I think there's a place for Mixed Barbershop. It won't take over. There'll always be there's the male voice barbershop and the ladies voice barbershop, but I think Mixed Voice Barbershop will become a, a, a big feature in the future.
0: There were six contestants competing in this first ever Mixed Chorus competition, so... What did the audience make
9: of it? It's brilliant to see the ladies and gents uh, competing together. It's fantastic. Loved it.
0: Do you think it's got a future? Oh, I I think it could be the future. It's the way it's going. The the quality was so good, Uh, and everybody's loved
3: it. It seems seems a way forward. It was very enjoyable.
0: Uh, I have to admit, on the whole, I prefer single-voice barbershop. I
6: just think it works better than the the, the mixed-voices. There were some good performances there but on the whole I, I just have to say it's not my thing. Do you,
0: do you think it's got a future in the barbershop world? Unfortunately, yes. It was it's very interesting. We weren't really quite sure what to expect, I guess. And um, it's quite interesting. We weren't sure if they were going to all do barbershop but it pretty much was a very sort of barbershop full contest I thought there might have been a bit more variation with the sort of uh, more relaxed rules so it's quite an interesting to watch. Pleasurable experience? Yeah very Definitely. much so we enjoyed it. And do you think this has got a future?
5: Definitely I think lots of people are uh, starting talking about it and because it's maybe a bit more open it might get some people who haven't done barbershop before to get involved.
0: The winning chorus Strictly Barbershop is based in Hertfordshire. This is one of their winning songs.
2: Since you've gone
0: chorus was directed by Helen Lappert. Now, Helen is well known as the MD of the very successful ladies' chorus, Amersham a cappella. And as she left the stage, I asked her what it felt like to win this inaugural mixed-voice competition.
9: It's very exciting because, in the words of Dr Liz Garnett, we've had the opportunity to make history today, and uh, that's what we were coming here to do. So, um, obviously, we were coming here to try and win, and we've worked really hard for it. And so, it's, it's the result of
2: hard work and huge amount of fun. Do you have to work extra hard in a mixed chorus
0: because you have to find a song in a key that everybody can sing together, don't you?
9: Actually, to be honest, we took um, songs that were in men's key and notched them up by a tone. So, And we've, we've mixed men and women in the lead and baritone parts so that when it was too low for the women, the basses hopefully would provide the support and at the other end, equally, the women would provide the support at the upper end.
0: Where did the singers come from then, from uh, Strictly
9: Barbershop? Actually, from a whole host of places the singers were from I think it was about seven choruses seven choruses I believe we had five non-barbershoppers
0: with us as well so that's a bit of progress as people just introduced a barbershop for the first time
9: yes absolutely and loved it actually so hopefully we've hooked them into it Um, what about I mean we're ahead of the Americans on this but we're a bit behind the Europeans aren't we Yes, I know. I don't know why it's taken its time to to emerge, but I guess that the success of the mixed quartet competition at Labs has maybe inspired the mixed chorus competition, and I think it's going to grow. I do. What sort of a future can you envisage? I mean, can you
0: envisage a a, a convention specifically for mixed choruses one day?
9: Uh, This is interesting, actually, because the MDs who are standing behind of the mixed choruses who are waiting to come on stage were having that very same conversation. What would happen if one had a mixed convention? Would you possibly lose the kind of frisson that you get by having a big audience, would you, ha- would you be able to maintain or sustain three sets of conventions with three sets of audiences? Some, I don't know.
0: Some interesting questions for the future but a last question for you now. What, what happens to
9: Strictly Barbershop from now on? It's a really good question and it's to be discussed in our debriefing.
0: Well, I'll, I'll leave you to that, and, and congratulations once again. Helen, thank you so much.
9: Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Helen Lappert bringing to a close this edition of Harmony UK podcast from the British Association of Barbershop Singers Convention 2016 here in Harrogate. But there's still more to come in another podcast from Harrogate, which should be ready by the end of June. Here's a sneak preview. Our favourite was our opener in the semi-finals, which is If You Love Me, Really Love Me, and uh, we, we just love it. If the
6: sun should tumble from the sky, if the sea should suddenly run dry, if you love me,
2: really love me, let it happen.
0: In this country, we don't have patriotic popular songs. We, we we are patriotic. We're just a bit more reticent about it. Are we missing out on something? Of course, <laughs>
11: <laughs> because that patriotic music is is great.
9: Is there one
0: highlight from the year that you could pick out?
9: Oh my, it's not finished yet. Uh, being, from the year so oh, far. Okay, the year so far. Being a champion. You know what? It is that broad.
0: Yes, we'll be hearing from Finest Hour, the new men's quartet champions, US quartet acoustics talk us through the highlights of their remarkable 25 years together, and we'll be asking Sally McLean, musical director of The White Rosettes, about the secret of their 30 years of unbroken contest success. I hope you'll be able to join me next time. Until then, keep the whole world singing, and from Harrogate, from me, John Beasley. Bye-bye.